manifest in making whole palsied limbs and fainting soul, manifest in valiant fight quelling all the devil's might, manifest in gracious will ever bringing good from ill. Anthems be to thee addressed, God in man made manifest. For our daily prayer, we use the order of morning prayer, found on page 235 in the Lutheran Service Book, or page 024 in the middle section of Treasury of Daily Prayer. Let us pray.
Today's New Testament reading is the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 8th chapter. One day Jesus got into a boat with his disciples, and he said to them, Let us go across to the other side of the lake. So they set out. And as they sailed, he fell asleep. And a windstorm came down on the lake, and they were filling with water, and were in danger. And they went and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. And he awoke, and rebuked the wind and the raging waves, and they ceased, and there was a calm. He said to them, Where is your faith? And they were afraid. And they marveled, saying to one another, Who then is this, that he commands even winds and waters, and they obey him? Then they sailed to the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. When Jesus had stepped out on land, there met him a man from the city who had demons. For a long time he had worn no clothes, and he had not lived in a house but among the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him and said with a loud voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many a time it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles, but he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the desert. Jesus then asked him, what is your name? And he said, Legion, for many demons had entered him, and they begged him not to command them to depart into the abyss. Now a large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside, and they begged him to let them enter these. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. When the herdsmen saw what had happened, they fled and told it in the city and in the country. Then people went out to see what had happened, and they came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And those who had seen it told them how the demon-possessed man had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked him to depart from them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. And he went away, proclaiming throughout the whole city how much Jesus had done for him. This is the word of the Lord. For today's meditation on God's Word, we welcome the Reverend Dr. David Lewis. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Did you notice some of the rich irony in the reading from Luke chapter 8? First, there is irony surrounding how Luke presents the issue of Jesus' identity. When Jesus calms the storm, his own disciples don't seem to know who he is. And so they ask one another, who then is this that he commands even winds and water, and they obey him? Note that the disciples do not answer this question. And this makes sense in the context. The disciples at this moment are not displaying great faith or perhaps any faith at all. Yes, in the midst of the storm, they wake Jesus up, but apparently they were not expecting Jesus to do what he did, that is, to calm the storm. 
And so they're surprised. Even Jesus asks them, where is your faith? Well, their faith is not on display during this incident. They ask the question about who Jesus is, but they do not answer their own question. Who is this guy? The question is asked, but not answered. And yet, in the very next incident, we hear their question answered. And yet the answer comes from a very surprising source. When Jesus and his disciples arrive to the other side of the lake, they are confronted by a man who is possessed by a legion of demons. And the demons, through this man, ask Jesus, What have you to do with me? Jesus, Son of the Most High God, I beg you, do not torment me. And so the question asked is now answered. But it's answered by demons, not by Jesus' disciples. So who is this? That he even commands wind and waves, and they obey him? Well, this is Jesus, son of the Most High God, that's who. And as the story continues, we see that he commands demons, and they obey him. And as the story continues, we see that Jesus is able to purify a woman with a flow of blood when she merely touches him. And as the story continues, we see Jesus raise a dead girl back to life. So who is this who purifies the unclean and even raises the dead back to life? This is Jesus, son of the Most High God. We may not want to confess with demons who Jesus is, and yet in this story it is not his disciples, but demons who know who Jesus is. And then note this other point of irony in today's reading. Jesus saves his disciples in the midst of a storm, and they are afraid. Jesus saves the man on the other side of the lake from demon possession, and the people of that region, all of this man's neighbors, are afraid. So Jesus, son of the Most High God, seems to be someone who is much more fearsome than a storm upon the sea, much more fearsome than a legion of demons. This might seem strange to us that Jesus, our Savior, is someone who terrifies people, uh, that he would terrify the demons we understand, but that people would be afraid as he does acts of salvation. But note the irony here. The demons are afraid because they know who Jesus is. Yet the people who are afraid, even Jesus' own disciples at this point in the story, do not know who he is. Questions about Jesus' identity continue to be asked by many within our society today. And very often, I don't think that these questions are accompanied by great fear of Jesus. There are those who see Jesus as a prophet or a teacher who see him as the founder of one of the great world religions, who see him as an important person in the history of mankind. There are some uh, new atheists who argue that Jesus uh, was not even a historical person at all. Yet I've heard other atheists discuss Jesus as a master teacher whose philosophy of love and pacifism is something that we all should emulate. And yet, in all of this discussion, rarely... Is there any fear attached to Jesus? And so the one holy Catholic and apostolic church confesses that Jesus is Lord. And we do this for good reason. 
This is exactly who uh, Luke presents Jesus to be. On the sea, he is the Lord of creation. On the other side of the lake, he is Lord of the satanic realm who judges the demons. He is Lord of life. He is the son of the most high God. Jesus is Lord of all. And we confess that on the last day, this Lord will judge everyone, the living and the dead. And so perhaps there is good reason when you consider Jesus and his majesty and lordship to be afraid. In my own pastoral ministry, I have uh, been with people who were afraid when they thought of God the Father and his son, Jesus Christ. These were people who were overwhelmed by guilt associated with their own sins and failings. Sometimes these sins would be sins that the world would not look at and see as great sins worthy of judgment, yet these people, aware of their own shortcomings, aware of how far they have fallen short of God's glory, would think of Jesus, and they were afraid. And so the church also confesses that this Jesus, who is Lord of all, is also the one who has redeemed us from all fear, from sin, from death, from the power of Satan, and even fear of God's righteous wrath for our sins. Yes, in Luke's gospel, it is no less than he who is Lord of all, the Son of God, who is crucified, and then who is raised from the dead. Yes, they crucified the Lord of all, but God raised his Son back to life, and death itself is now swallowed up in victory. It is no less than he who is the Lord of all, who gave his life as a ransom for many in order to redeem you and make you his people. As we read ahead in Luke chapter 8, we will come to the story of Jairus. Jairus will find out that his daughter has just died, but then Jesus will tell this man, Stop being afraid. Only believe, and she will be saved. And then Jesus raises that little girl back to life. And so I remind you who are listening of this exhortation from our Lord. Yes, he who is Lord of all might be the cause for great fear and terror, as occurs in the reading today. Yet he who terrifies the demons has redeemed you. And not with gold or silver, but with his holy precious blood and his innocent sufferings and death. And he's done this that you might be his own. Live under him in his kingdom and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness, just as he is raised from the dead and lives and reigns for all eternity. So who is this? This is Jesus the Son of the Most High God, the Lord of all, our Redeemer and our Savior. This is Jesus who says to you, stop being afraid, only believe. May the Lord God, our Heavenly Father, strengthen you in this faith, and may he grant that his people throughout the world would boldly confess and proclaim Jesus in this time and in this place, which he has placed us. Through Jesus Christ, his Son, our Lord and Savior. 
Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, you provided wisdom and skill to Frederick the Wise as Elector of Saxony during the early years of the Reformation, using his rule and authority to protect Martin Luther and preserve the preaching of the gospel. Graciously regard all your servants who make, administer, and judge the laws of this nation, and look with favor upon all the rulers of the earth. Grant them wisdom and understanding that they might provide sanctuary for your church to continue to proclaim the true faith. For you live and reign with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by your governance may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, for joining us for morning prayer. The Almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless and preserve you.